0: What's up, my loves? Welcome back to another episode of the Fully Alive podcast. My name is Stephanie Elsperman, your host, as always. I'm an entrepreneur, coach, mentor for the high-achieving human, and this is the place where we dive into all things purpose, mindset, entrepreneurship, and overall creating a life that makes you feel fully alive from the inside out. And today we have an absolutely phenomenal podcast guest on, is this our first official guest i think it is miss laura patricia martin she is one of my dearest soul sister friends and also an absolute expert in her field she is a trauma and relationship specialist focused on giving you the tools to build and sustain thriving relationships now the coolest part about her is not only is she a badass and what she does but she's also just a deep and incredible human and so in this episode we just have a real girl chat i grab my chai she grabs her coffee and we dive into a conversation all around confidence and what sparked this entire conversation is one day we were facetiming And we were talking about how it can be so easy to look at somebody from the outside and say, oh, well, of course, it's easy for them to be confident because of X, Y, and Z. And her and I have both gotten that comment before. You might look at the outside of people who are running businesses or people who show up some sort of way in the world as confident. And you're like, oh, well, it's easy for them because of X, Y, and Z maybe it's their looks, maybe it's who they are in the world, how they grew up. It's so easy to make snap judgments. But in actuality, confidence, especially for the both of us, and we kind of go into our own personal journeys with confidence, was not always there. It was not always something that felt natural. I used to be, I felt like, I had the biggest social anxiety. I remember walking through the halls in high school, having my palms just absolutely sweating. My heart was racing, just hoping nobody would talk to me because I didn't know how to respond. I would walk into a room and just be like a fly on the wall because I didn't have a level of confidence within myself, even when I was modeling. Even when I was at the height of what I thought I should have to be confident I still didn't feel confident. And she has a similar story as well. And so in this conversation, we dive into all things confidence, how to cultivate true confidence from the inside out. If you have ever been curious on how to really create sustainable confidence in your life, this is for you. We dive into purpose, relationships, dating, and so much more it is truly one of my most favorite podcast episodes to date and i can't wait to share with you all miss laura patricia martin so let's dive in did you ever want to be a youtuber growing up Jeez. i
1: still do <laughs> <laughs> you're like this is the same like was i supposed to be growing up i don't know <laughs>
0: I wanted to be a juicy star seven. Don't know.
1: What Do you that remember
0: is. her? You don't remember her? Literally. Like a yeah. Mac Barbie.
1: Oh yeah, I just cut all my Barbies' hairs off. No, and I it to- Wasn't an actual Barbie. Oh. She was a YouTuber. Oh. How did you go there?
0: I was never a YouTube person, like. <laughs> You know, I wasn't until like my best friend in middle school, she introduced me to all these people and I feel like I grew up in like two seconds. It's like, I'm now going to like put makeup on and follow these YouTubers. But hey, you know what? I think it really sparked the entrepreneurial spirit at a young age. I was like, I could do that, but I didn't have the confidence at the time,
1: which is why we are here today. Everyone, today, this is what we are going to talk about. We are going to talk about true confidence in this unplugged segment. And what I mean by true confidence and lovely Steph can give us her breakdown as well is a lot of us, myself included, used to, this is not a current thing, but used to think if I achieved enough, if I got skinny enough, if I made enough money, if I had, if I was someone's arm candy and they were claiming me, I would be the quote unquote it girl. I would Mm -hmm. finally be the, the popular cheerleader in school and like all this fucking shit and uh, that confidence never came, and it was one of the most heartbreaking things when I first went through that moment where I was like, "I have everything, I truly have mm-hmm. everything, and I am depressed, and I am sick, and I'm not happy. Like, I don't get that it because this it's, it's bananas. But like, so it's funny because you hear it, you hear it more. Thank goodness to podcast But like, a lot of people, it's it's that success, the depression that comes with the success, because you thought that thing at the top would somehow make you happy. And you're like, oh, Mm -hmm. shit, I'm not there yet. Mm -hmm. I'm not there yet. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
0: it's crazy. Because, you know, it's like, I was looking at this recently, when I was doing some work for magnetic business. And it's like, you know, your patterns, the patterns that you have on your way to success, whoever it is that you're practicing being every single day, on your way to that glorified place where you're going to be confident and you're going to have everything in my case the first time i ever really really experienced this was modeling i was like if i just get myself into tip-top shape if i just keep you know like walking for 10 hours on the treadmill if i just keep like getting myself to this place then i'll be confident and then i'll be worthy but if i was practicing the pattern of being unworthy the entire fucking time and being so stressed out trying to chase this image of perfection, guess what's going to be there when I get to quote unquote perfection is all of those patterns I've been practicing. Like there is no off switch. Like there's a momentary high sometimes. Like I can totally speak to that certain experiences and certain things that like accomplishments that I had always desired. Yes, there's a high when you achieve it, but then after the high wears off, you are left with you. And if the confidence isn't there from that internal place, that to me in my own experience has been the most devastating feeling is like, mm. fuck, like I have everything. I just walked in Paris fashion week. I came back home and now I'm left with me and I'm miserable inside. Like that to me is the most hollow sense of confidence. And in fact, I feel like it's, it's less exciting than like doing mediocre things within your life, but having like a low level of confidence, if that makes mm-hmm. any sense, right? Like oh, yeah. having this like grandiose image, but zero confidence on the inside. It's for me it was like the first rock bottom that I ever had.
1: Yeah. I and mean, you realize I remember the cafe I was sitting in when it was like, yeah. oh, I hit all my numbers and I'm in magazines and I have an amazing group of friends and I sell out to hundreds mm-hmm. of people at my events and I'm like I remember closing the laptop and being like, shit. Like I still feel this. Like yeah what is it going to take? And and then I chased, you know, more money. I was like, well, let me move to America and it'll be money and it'll be love. And like, had those, lost those. And it was just like, no, nope, still not it. Mm. Like, what is this? And I really do believe it's just how we're raised. You know, we see the quote unquote, it girls. I've been noodling on this a lot lately as I like think of, and I'm doing a lot of like neural reprogramming work from like my younger years, where it's like, it's that like childhood cheerleader football self. Right, like mm-hmm. you think if I can be the my adult life the it cheerleader. Oh I, I, I wanted
0: to be Britney Spears. Oh, same, all the time. I wanted to change my name to Britney and like be blonde. i We always want to
1: be. You're like I'm clearly not that. <laughs> clearly not. I also want to be like five two. I'm five eleven. Five <laughs> eleven. It. It's it's literally this whole thing where now I'm seeing it and I see it in my work too, where it's like, oh, if I could just become. You know, If I can just have the confidence Laura has, or I can have these kind of things, that's how you attract the quote unquote popular guy, which Mm -hmm. is now the high value guy that everyone wants nowadays. It's this high, like that's the popular, we're trying to get the quarterback. We're trying to become the cheerleader so we can get the quarterback. And that's what I'm seeing. And I'm like, both of those people are insecure. Didn't you all go to high school? Like we have to actually come from this grounded. I know myself. I Mm -hmm. truly know myself. Therefore, I'm not afraid of you to find anything out about me.
0: And Mm. that's
1: where. Actual confidence comes from I know myself so fucking well that, that, and I know I'm flawed, and I know I'm insecure, and I know I'm also the best human for myself. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I love me so much, and I genuinely mean that. I think that is the part that we miss because it's so external. We're like, well, if I have enough things, and if I do this person, and or not do this person, well, maybe, but like <laughs> have these things, meet this person, you know, have my lifestyle look this certain way, so I can put it on Instagram mm-hmm. that I'm supposed to somehow be the quote-unquote it girl and have this confidence it's just it's a rat race because it's never enough
0: right Mm. for me the question that I like to ask is like at the end of the day if everything went away excuse me if everything went away tomorrow the business the accolades the achievements even your partner or your friends if all of it went away would you still be proud of you would you still be proud of how you live and how you show up every single day? If I can answer yes to that, that's where my confidence comes from. It's not from any of the other stuff. Otherwise, that can be knocked down in a second. We've all seen that. There could be a zombie apocalypse tomorrow. Like, something can happen. All those things can go away, but are you proud of you at the end of the day? And that to me is like the true unconditional confidence. But I want to take it back all the way to the start because I know, I know your listeners are dying to know. They want to know the full story. But they also want to know, as you are snaking in the chair. Um, (laughs) Have you always been confident? Mm. Like you are this baddie woman. Let me tell you, when Laura walks into a room, she is there. You were like, who is this? Who is she? She claims her space. She brings all of herself. Have you always been this way? I really
1: do do that. Uh, No. No, I do not. Or no, I have not. I was my best friend. I shared this on my stories a few days ago where sometimes I forget because this is so me now and I literally just moved to where I am two weeks ago and walked into a wine bar yesterday with like a new friend and everyone at the bar was like Laura and she's like you've been here like why the fuck and I've been there one time like one time and they all knew I was and I was like kind of just happens um and I'm proud of that and I don't think I talk about that enough because I am very proud of it because because of who I was because of the household I was raised in inside of addiction because of and growing up, when I was exploring my sexuality, I was the girl people messaged on AIM and then pretended didn't exist in real life. And then I got bullied by girls and had all this stuff happen. And it was something where like I was so shy and so timid that my childhood best friend had messaged me she's like i can attest to everything you're saying like i used to have to order for you at mcdonald's you were so shy Mm -hmm. like i couldn't speak to anyone i would get so mad if like my friends left me from one side of bar to the other like i this is why i got into drugs and Alcohol because it numbed me enough to give me this mm. false sense of confidence. Like, I don't even think I ever had sober sex with someone for like the first time until I was in my mid 20s, like l- not even late 20s, like the mm. first time I was actually intimate with someone. And I was like, oh my God, I'm sober. Like, this is intimate. Wow. Okay. Like, I'm used to, <laughs> I'm, I remember like dating and like having to slam shots before going so I could have confidence or having a glass of wine or doing something because I was like, who I am isn't enough. Where now, I'll do what I want. I'll move to different cities. I travel different countries. I hang out by myself all the time, and that part is truly what, like, to me, is one of my proudest things. And I, I forget, and that's what led me to this topic because I realize how rare that is, like, mm. and how much people want it, and we think that's what's going to, like, if I have the most successful business and I find someone to love me, then somehow I'll be have that confidence that I can just walk into a room. And whatever and it's like i found my confidence in my rock bottoms i found my confidence Mm. by my willpower because there was a point where i didn't like i had nowhere else to turn than know myself and become my true best friend and know myself so well that now walking into Mm. a room if i feel like talking to you i'm just like hey what's up like hi do you want to be friends like what's your name even if you're 72 like my new friend deborah like (laughs) it's just like these type of people (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's what's true. I, not I think that is true magnetism. It's not fake. Mm-hmm. It's not by what I'm wearing. And I think people do like think that as well, because I do dress very well. And I I intentionally stand out like yesterday going out, like I don't look like anyone else that's out. You know, I, I dress a certain way, but I do that on purpose as well. Like I look bold because I'm confident, I want to stand out like that's my choice. And so people think, oh, like you look a certain way or whatever. It's like all of this was built. All of this was expanding my nervous system in order to hold that because Mm. I'm proud of it, because why would I shy away from that after so many years of building it?
0: Mm. I love that. And I love hearing you say that you're like proud of that within yourself. It's so good. (laughs) Just like friend to friend. I'm like, fuck yeah, because you should be so proud of that. I mean, it's amazing the impact that you have and especially that you didn't always have that. And so, like, growing up even, or, like, when you were younger, you were saying that you were, like, really shy. But what were you actually like? Like, was there any
1: sort of extroverted bone within your body? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a rebel. Like, I was – truthfully, the more that I've been doing this work and, like, looking at my actual, like, teenage self, it's – I just wanted to be seen. So I tried disrupting the system. It was always, you know, she's the basketball kid. It was always that I was really good at basketball so that I I clung to that and it was like that's what I kind of used but I was like I'm an introverted extrovert like I love being alone I, I'm quiet but growing up it was like I had this inner rebellion because it was like if you guys don't think I'm good then fuck you then I'm gonna be bad and burn the place to the ground so I looking even back at it I'm like I think I my comp my quote-unquote confidence was anger like it was just like I'm gonna fuck you up because I'm gonna show you what you think I am when really I'm I'm, I just want to sit at home like I want to be the good girl like I want to but you're telling me I'm a bad person because Mm -hmm. of the family stuff that we had and you know my mom being an addict like a dry addict at the time just projecting all of her stuff onto me being like well you're a female so therefore life is you're gonna be a whore essentially and I was like well if you tell her she's a fish, she's going to be a fish. Like this is, you know, growing into that. But yeah, it was like, I was shy and I just wanted mm-hmm. to be chosen. But because I was so angry, I got loud. If that makes sense. I it, yeah, It's it confusing. So it's confusing because it's like, I wanted to be safe. You know, that's oh. all I wanted. And I wanted to be, the more I'm doing this neurological work and looking at, you know, what would have been my ideal childhood. It's like, I would be home with someone I love with a family playing games. Like that would have been my ideal childhood. And that's what I did want. But because of how angry all of it was, it was just like, fuck this, give me drugs and alcohol and I'm going to disrupt the system. Mm,
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting, like, even hearing that and, like, I'm reflecting as, like, both of us are sitting here and it's, like, we know just based on a relationship that there are similar desires and a similar core and that similar magnetism and confidence and things that we actually want within life. It's just kind of human nature. But to see the expression that happened in your childhood and then my childhood and how we were actually, we would have never been friends in high school. I hope you know that. Oh, my God. Tell me more. We would have never been, because your expression, like I I have so much compassion for that, that inner child part of you who just fucking wanted to feel safe, You just want to feel safe, so it's like, I'm going to grab for anything, even if it's destructive to myself, like I will grab for anything to feel that sense of safety, and I want to hug her, I wish we could have hugged together, (laughs) we would, we probably wouldn't have been beneficial for us back then, but, (laughs) but. You know, it's so interesting because on the on like the flip side, when I look back at my own childhood, it was like for me, I wanted to feel a sense of safety, but I went into perfection because my entire family presented perfection. And was like, oh, we have it all together. Like, oh, yeah, like everything's stress intense, like stressful intense at the house. But we all look like we have it all together. And like on the outside, like our family's good. It's perfect. It's amazing. You know, dad's doing this. Mom's doing this. Like, that's the only thing and so I flung myself into like people-pleasing showing up as like the perfect I call her the show pony like the perfect one for everybody which led me into modeling led you into rebellion led led me into modeling both self-destructive at the heart of it but different representations almost Mm -hmm. and it all comes from that sensation of like oh, if we don't actually feel safe we're gonna find something it's like the cute little immature brain That's like, I'm gonna find something to make me feel safe. I don't care what it is, I don't care what I have to do for it. I'm gonna find something. And I look back at that part of me and I'm just like, I love you so much. Like you are truly doing the best that you knew how to do to cope with the entire situation and experience. And it's really cool reflecting now where we have a level of maturity. It's gonna keep growing. I don't feel that mature within my life. Like it's gonna keep growing, but the ability to reflect and be like no where does my safety actually lie you know like what what is that which then actually creates the true confidence rather than like the grasping confidence
1: that comes crashing down at some point yeah how have you seen this relate in your business like shifting from modeling and the evolution and being able to stand in front of you know Mm. people and teach them and do these kind of things where it's like you know, and I've known you where it's like the perfectionist and you've really navigated that kind of overcoming you know to actually be yourself and to be seen in that. What has been that evolution and switch for you? Mm. I think the the heart of it. And I would still say, like, I feel like the
0: perfection is something that's going to continue unraveling throughout my life. Like, I still sometimes feel like there's a version of myself that I have to present and I have to look a certain way. And it's so funny because you were talking about this, where you're like, yeah, I do show up. I dress nice. I show up in X, Y, and Z way. And it's like, I do the same thing too. I don't go anywhere. I don't leave my house most of the time. I live in a small town. <laughs> I walk downstairs, but I still show up and look a certain way because I like the way that that feels. And it's it's an extension of the inner confidence that I feel. However, it can also sometimes be the perfectionist at play as well. You know, it's like a very, very fine line. And so anyways, like I do feel like it's something that will continue raveling. But for me, the biggest switch, bringing it all the way, like tracing it all the way back to like the first time I could actually look myself in the mirror and say like, I fucking love you. Like, I love who you are and I love how you show up was after I had actually started like feeling like I had a purpose in this world that was beyond doing things for other people's achievement. Hmm. And I had just run this, I was running like these youth groups for donation. I was probably making $5 an hour doing this, but I love doing it because I would give these talks to spiritual empathic youth and, and young adults. And so I had just like created a curriculum. It's basically what I do now, which is so wild. I had created a curriculum, given a talk um, and just held this space for connection. And I remember getting back and being able to actually look in the mirror after years of having an eating disorder and being like, I don't know when I'm ever gonna be able to look at myself. Nonetheless, look at myself and say, I actually love you. And I remember getting back, and for the first time, I could look in my eyes and be like, I am so proud of who you are. Like, I love you. Like, yes, like that feeling. And that was the start to everything. And so now, like, that was the initial, like, Genesis moment of, like, oh, here's confidence that's beyond perfection. Like, it wasn't how perfectly I said things, it wasn't that I showed up wearing the right thing. It was that I actually had a sense of purpose of, like, I'm doing what my soul came here to do. That was the start of my confidence. And now like how I see that evolving is if ever I'm at a place within my business and I've hit my knees, you know, a couple of years ago, I think at this point in business where I remember, you know, reaching this point that I had always wanted that I dreamt of when I started my business Having the success, having the clients, having, you know, everything that I wanted for myself, but then still being like, if this is my life, I don't fucking want it. And I was like this again, this fucking pattern again. And that was the point where I knew like, you know, whoever you're practicing being in the pursuit of your success is still going to be there when you have the success. There is no light switch that turns it off. There is nothing that happens that takes away the perfection the minute that you reach your success. And so if that's who I've been practicing being every single fucking day, it doesn't go away. I know that's so deep within my bones now that I will never forfeit myself or how I feel about myself for success. It's not fucking worth it. It's not where It is not worth it to me to get to a place and then look back and not be proud of who I am or how I've been showing up. And so for me, it's like be, do, have, be, do, have. Rather than have to be or do have be, right? Yeah. Like, if I practice who I'm being, then I'll do the actions and I'll have everything that I desire. If we're all in a simulation, <laughs> if it's just a fucking simulation and we're just and I'm the in simulation kid, guys, <laughs> yeah. I swear I've been seeing it like crazy. Like, if it actually, if actually everything is for our own growth, then. It's really all about who you're being. And of course, do dope shit. I fucking love when I've accomplished a goal. Now it's like amazing. And am I proud of myself? And if this went away tomorrow, would I still be happy? Both of them have to coexist for me to really feel like satisfied and feel confident in what it is that I'm doing.
1: Hmm. That answer your question. Um, yes. Yes, it does. And I, I love that because it's who you are in the process. And can you fall in love and understand yourself? through the process, not because of the achievement that comes after. It's who you are in that building. Do you see the triggers come up? Do you see the perfectionist mind you come in? Do you see the people pleasing? Do you see you know, these these parts of self and still give love and compassion as you're starting to build that journey? Because you know, at the end of it, that's not gonna actually give you what you want because I think a lot of us, when we're chasing that, we think the end game and when we can actually come into growing something from a space of like, I'm just fucking doing this because it's fun. And I get to then go on this like ayahuasca journey of my soul and understand myself better. And that's actually the purpose of this whole thing. And yeah. the bonus is that I get to make something dope and sell it to the world, like, or make this whole bunch of money and see what it feels like in my body, or give back oh, and yeah. see what that does. And it's just we get to balance these kind of things, but it's no longer about the end. And yeah. that's that's the release that I feel mm-hmm. so deeply as well. I love that. And I feel like
0: you've noticed this in dating and relationships this year as well, because it's been a fucking huge year. So big. (laughs) A little big. (laughs) It's like, it's like a little bit bigger than small. (laughs) It's a little, like, like... just like a
1: pothole like a a ditch like went into got out (laughs) it's 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 not a speed bump it's a pothole. just kidding guys I love my love life
0: it's really good
1: but it's been a plot twist yeah and and this was my ayahuasca journey it's if I'm not going to be loved for being nice or I'm not going to be loved for being successful and I'm not going to be loved for mm -hmm whatever, not healing my father wound clearly because I'm trying to prove myself in all these situations. I might as well be my fucking self. And like it's yeah. been so fun. And it's yeah. it's one of those things now dating and showing up, every person is like, I have literally what it this guy that I have a crush on. He goes you are so eclectic and i go do you want a shovel because you can go bury yourself outside if you want like what does that fucking mean and he's like this is the best date like i'm not gonna ever forget this date like we had so much fucking fun and that's how my dates are and i used to feel so self-conscious about that because every guy i've ever dated anyone i've ever been in love with that is one of the first initial statements they say they're like i have literally never met anyone I'm like yo and i'm like <laughs> i'm like oh god no like is this a bad thing and i realized how much everyone loves it like all my friends oh, say yeah. it about me like Everyone says it about me and it used I mean to be- I think you're like really normal.
0: <laughs> this is normal. I, don't get I think that. you're like so normal. Like it's like you're like not anything special.
1: <laughs> like sit down <laughs> I'm completely kidding.
0: I'm I'm special in the best way. But I do remember you telling me like in the beginning of our friendship, like we were talking about aliens or something, and you're like
1: Probably.
0: I don't have people around me who like think that this isn't like weird. I'm like You're literally talking to one. Like I talk about aliens all the time.
1: Like it's not weird to me. Exactly. (laughs) Like Like, it's 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 a thing where I'm like, this is like a normal conversation, but the more I'm in this dating world, it's like, I talk about things and they're like, people don't talk this way or anyone. I'm meeting new friends, like things like this at first when I was in, Texas they're like people don't talk this way and I was like I don't literally like I don't know how not to like it's just not you like, don't know how to have a normal conversation what do you want me to talk about sports because I have no clue like I don't know I need to you to tell me all your trauma uh, <laughs> just, Right on the back. let's just go there let's just go there um but that's one of those things and I see it a lot in my dating life as well where it's like if I'm not going to be like I need you to love me. And I'm silly and I'm playful and I'm stern and I'm delicious. And I am a lover and I'm a little bit of a rebellion. And I like to yell a little bit sometimes, but like in my car, not at someone. Like There's just so many pieces of me that I have worked so hard to love that Mm -hmm. I will never close my throat again. And it's funny because I can look back at past relationships and I wouldn't have been happy. I would have been happy, but like this last breakup, it was one of these things. And I actually have a psychic reading that I'm going to post. Maybe I'll do it in the next episode. Guys, don't hold me to this because we know I don't actually have a plan for half the things I do, but I do have a psychic reading that I brought on a psychic to the podcast and she did my reading. And she's like, your past relationship, there's a lot around your throat chakra. She's like, did you not speak up? And I was like, at the time I wouldn't have said no, because it was, I was so in love. Like I didn't see anything wrong, but I was doing what a lot of us do is I was being the good girl and I'm wild in a really good way, but I was being the good girl. And then after that happened and after the breakup happened, I was like, you know, I'm not even, you didn't even know me. And that hurt more. I was like, you didn't even know the real me And what a shame that is because the real me is so loving and then I'm like, okay, so what is that work that I get to now work on and it feels so good. This is why my work has been so magnetic since then. That's why I've made so much money in the last two weeks and how my podcast has had the downloads that it has and how clients and how my dates are. It's because when you actually heal these things and you see yourself and there's going to be more. There's going to continuously be this evolution because that is my journey of like how real and raw can I be in myself and how can I accept this? That's my life journey. I know that to find the balance and to fully know that like you can be loved by being too much and because it's never too much for the right people. And like that is my journey. And so in dating, in relationships, it's, it's yourself, right? Like how much of myself can I bring to this table to feel the flutter, to feel... Is he going to text me back? Like, did he, does he, does he like me? Like the guy that was like, you're so eclectic. I was like, I called my friend as soon as I got home. I was like, I don't think he's going to call me within four minutes after walking through the door. He's like, I need to see you again. <laughs> like, and I was like, oh, just kidding. She's like, you're never allowed to call me unless it's been 24 hours after a date. Because every single person needs to take you on another date. They, Everyone says the same fucking shit. And I'm like, mm. you're actually right. And that feels really good to be someone that sets this new standard and to mm. You know, know that that's a gift a lot of people don't have because a lot of people do. Like, my clients or anyone will go on dates or go into relationships even with their partners and being like, I feel like my partner doesn't even know me and I've been married to him for fucking seven years. Like, Mm. It, it's these parts we hide because we're in these little things and we do it because we want to protect that little girl because we've been bullied because we have been the side person because our dads or our mothers have said things to us that we kind of stored where it's like, well, if I actually fully express myself, I'm going to be ostracized and I'm going to not belong. And it's a human need to belong. So it's just like really building this stuff inside your nervous system of like, can you truly meet you so that when you go into these situations, people are like, oh my God can I have more of this? Like I've never met someone that's just like, so okay with all of themselves. And it's like, what the hell is this? This is great. And it's, it is magnetic. And then I feel like it gives people the permission slip to be themselves as well. And that's ultimately what everyone wants. Yeah. And like
0: as cliche as it is <clears throat> going in knowing that like, you're the prize, like, yeah. you are the actual prize, but it has to be, it's not like, I am the prize. Like, you know, I feel like that's almost entitled. And I totally understand that energy, but it's the energy of like, I fucking love what I bring to the table. Like, I love yeah. what I bring to the table. I love who I am. I love how I live. Yeah, what I do is dope, you know? And for me, like, in my own personal work, that comes from a sense of purpose of like, when you're like, yeah. I am living what I meant to live. And yeah, I am fucking excited about it. And yeah, I do have a lot to say. And yeah, I am curious about you because I'm in alignment with my life. Where are you at within yours? I'm curious about you. Like it creates that sense of magnetism. But when you're living a life that doesn't actually feel like yours, like that's where it's like, you know, don't ask me about my passions oh my gosh, you know,
1: like how many people yeah. I've seen who
0: are like, just like, don't ask me about that.
1: Yeah. Or the alternative that I felt because it was like, not don't ask me about my passions. It was don't ask me about my passions because I feel like they're going to be too intense. And then it's not going to mm-hmm. like, you're going to be intimidated by them because I'm so yeah. passionate about the work that I do. And I'm so, so these kind of things, not getting actually comfortable with how passionate you fucking are, like having the confidence around being in your purpose. I've had that yeah. one where I'm like, oh, I can't do it. Cause you kind of seem a little bit like you're in a kerflunkle and you don't fully know yet. And I don't want you to, and I don't want you to be challenged by that Where Now I'm like, I fucking will spend a Saturday here because I fucking love it. And I will talk about it because I love it. And I'm not sorry about that anymore. Like this, sorry, I'm not sorry. If if that pisses you off because it's a fucking Saturday and you want to go do whatever, it's like, do you baby. Like I get to have every day of the week. That feels like a Saturday. So there you go. Mm. And my work is my life. And that's something that I'm so fucking proud of where before it was like, Oh, I don't want to intimidate them or whatever. And it's like, actually, this is all of me. And if you want to marry me, you should know this is how my life is. And I'm obsessed with this fucking stuff. And I'm Mm. proud that I'm obsessed with it because you get to be a housewife and you get to be deliciously passionate about your purpose. Like you get to blend these things together. And I feel like there's this, like I have to pretend I have to doll it down or I have to fit a mold. No, fuck in no.
0: And it's, they're not the match. Right. Exactly. It's, but like, you oh, like God.
1: yeah, I mean, I
0: totally can understand that and get that. And I remember one of the most liberating things when I met Nolan for the first time is I was like, Oh my God, there is somebody that matches my intensity with drive and purpose in the world. And I feel like it's like when you have that purpose and you own and embody the passion that you do have about your life, you can't not be with somebody who also has that for themselves. Otherwise, you know, and to me, it's like the healthiest form of relationship is like what you were saying. I think you had uh, quoted Lewis Howe's podcast where he was like, my purpose is going to come before this relationship. And if it's not like something's going to be off. Right. And like that, you know, Nolan's over there doing his work. I'm sorry, I'm over here getting to talk to you. We had a date this morning. We'll have a date this afternoon. Like, it's beautiful. But like, there is that that separation of like, there is something that means so much to me in this world that I'm not willing to sacrifice myself just for love. But we can love each other together, you know? And it's like that interdependence of like, I'm going to be by your side as you build this. I'm going to be by your side as you do this. And together we rise, but not forfeiting. I feel like when there isn't that embodied passion, Or that purpose within your life that is that grounding pillar. It is so easy to just give yourself to the relationship and that's it. And then you wake up when you're 40 and you're like, where the fuck are my dreams? Like I have kids, I've got the house, I have everything. But like, what about things for me? you know, and it's why it's it's so funny, because I watch myself in relationship, and especially now that we have a, a house, and like, we're living, it's like very, like, I feel like our life sped up 20 years, which I love, and like, my soul is so happy, but I noticed that part of myself where it could be really easy to just give all of my energy to love and to our relationship, like, that's that core feminine desire of like, I'll follow you anywhere. Sure, I'll do this. And I'll neglect everything for myself. And that's been like a really key thing. And so I understand how easy that can be. I'm so grateful. I have such a strong purpose and thing that I desire to create and share and evolve in the world. Otherwise, I feel like it'd be really easy to lose myself. Do you Mm -hmm. ever feel that way? Like, do you notice that within relationships and within your clients?
1: Yeah, I mean, my clients as well that's what i help them with where it's funny because it's like oh they come to me with relationship stuff and what have you but i we had a call where i was like it's funny because we're talking about business and alignment and clarity like it always comes back to that i'm like we're always talking about like oh, they're obsessed with their because that's the masculine they're fucking obsessed with their work they're gonna be and when you can actually get into alignment and this was a big wake-up call for me because it was always like oh you're back from work pay attention to me why aren't you obsessed mm-hmm. with me why are you still adopting more work? Not realizing this whole time, if I was truly in my purpose, I wouldn't have even fucking noticed. I would be like, yeah, baby boo, you go over there. I'll see you in two hours. Like, we're going to, we're going to MacGyver this whole thing around so we can put relationship forward. But anyone that I hear, and I say this to my clients as well, if you have a problem with him working and you have a problem with him prioritizing his purpose, that means you're not in your purpose. You don't have, you're not prioritizing what you're here to do then because it's not, yes, there are distractions. And I see this with high achievers and I'm sure you do too, where it's like, you can overdo it because you're trying to mask and you don't want to actually, you want to use busy with work as an intimacy blocker because you're an avoidant and you just don't want to fucking call a spade a spade. And I see that a lot, but there is when you are actually as passionate and from a confident grounded, I'm not doing this from lack place. I'm doing this from abundance where you're going to want to spend a lot of time doing these things. And when we take that away and we're looking at someone else's We're looking at our relationship and it's like, he's not paying attention to me. He's always doing these things. It's like, well, one, you're probably nagging him about things. And two, you're not in your purpose. So let's work on you getting in your purpose because the more you're in your purpose from a true place of like, I am so alive with my work. You are so fucking magnetic you are you so are like magnetic fly they're, they're literally like wait you're not paying attention to me anymore and you're not nagging. what are you doing over here like oh my god can I lick your toe like it's, yeah. it's something where like it turns them on because they're like oh my god because men's biggest wound not biggest wound but thing about love we want love men want freedom that mm-hmm. the way you feel about desiring love and someone someone claiming you is the way he feels about freedom And so Mm -hmm. when you actually have a love for your life and your purpose and your alignment and who you are, and you can confidently stand in that, that's going to be, he's going to be like, oh, I'm not responsible for all of your emotions. I'm not responsible for planning your day to day. Therefore, I want to choose you. I want to have my purpose, Mm -hmm. That's my masculine desire to provide, to protect and lead. And then I'm going to come back in and be like, what do you want? What do you want? Because you're so magnetic right now. And this is amazing. And this turns me on. And I want to be of service to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the most magnetism and like
0: attraction that we feel is like either if I'm witnessing him and his genius or he's witnessing me and my genius and then we come back together and it's the most incredible thing to experience and I mean we were walking through this when I was in Denver, and I was in Denver for one of his work called a conference the gem show he's in jewelry. And we were there and and I was walking through that like inner little girl part of me that was like, oh, if I just show up and be perfect for everything, then I'll be, you know, then I'll have confidence or then I'll be everything that he wants me to be. And in fact, I was sick for most of the time that I was there. And so it really gave me this opportunity to reflect on these patterns of like, what is support? And what is like magnetism in our relationship where it could be really easy for me to, you know, forfeit myself over and say, oh, I'll be at every single event. I'll be at everything with you. But in actuality, like that's not my truth. Like That's not my core. Maybe at some point it might be, but it's not because I have my own purpose. I have my own vision. And so if it's important, I'll be there no matter fucking what, like I will be there. But if it's not, it's like, that's where like we're happier that way you know, and it's reprogramming this entire pattern around like the woman in the relationship giving everything and the man, you know, having his purpose and the woman sitting at home and it might look really great, but deep down she's unfulfilled, right? Versus like, no, let's both have our things and then we'll come together. We'll be intertwined. We'll support each other in this entire experience. And, and that is like co-creation and magnetism within our relationship. And it's something, it's really wild because there aren't a lot of in our case there aren't a lot of examples on either side of our families for this model where you have a powerful woman and a powerful man together doing their work who would go to fucking war together you know it's like he honors parts of me and and the work that i bring into the world and i honor the fuck out of what he does as well and that is like a new model that i feel like we're starting to see and create
1: it's fun It ain't I it, and it's so extensive. Like my entire body. I, I was telling um a woman that I went to wine with yesterday how you can tell you're on the right track because you keep hearing these stories around people and you're like your person's so fucking close because you just keep hearing these whole yeah. stories of like power couples and extent And that's what the pre-housewife era is. It's like you get to be powerful. It's not just that your mm-hmm. housewife and you're cleaning the house and you're doing the things and you're fold in their knickers and what have you is you're fully in your purpose and you soften with your partner when you're with your partner but you have both of your purposes and that's what drives it that's what this so funny is. though yes
0: because it's like but it's it's not like we don't have models for it you yeah. know what i mean because it's like well we think of free housewife or like housewife being a housewife <laughs> my grandma this morning i was talking to her she was, I was like she was telling me how I used to call her all the time when I was single <laughs> and like living in my apartment. And I was like, yeah, now we live in a house. There's more responsibility. She goes, yes, you're a housewife. And I was like, I mean, we're not there yet. but <laughs> We're not there yet. I mean, there are more things, but I was like, but it's, it's different now because it's no longer the housewife that just, you know, forfeits everything. It's like the housewife who, who has their own thing yet, there's this core feminine desire to still show up and support and do all the things. It's so funny. It's like, totally. I could take an entire morning and do laundry and clean the house and make sure it smells nice and, and support him and make sure that like food is good. Like there is part of me that loves that and desires that. And I know it's going to get stronger if we ever have kids in the future. Like I, I can feel that part of my feminine desire but then there's also such a huge part of like my feminine healer self. That's like, you're not going anywhere. And I know I'm, I'm in my life's work for my life until I'm 85. Like I will always be doing this work because I feel it so strongly within my heart. And so like the pattern of them and like the give and the take and the dance of all of it is so interesting to me to witness of like how to balance that
1: all. And I don't have
0: an answer for it. <laughs> but it's fun
1: it's it's not even about quote-unquote how to do it like how do i have it all it's the more you do it, the more you grow the capacity to hold all of this. This is why you will, when you have kids, you figure out how to add them into your routine and you get the business and people, they expand your nervous system. The more you do things, the more you expand into these things. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's not an everyday thing that you're having the relationship first and having the dates every single day and doing the things that we see on Instagram that we think this is their life. it's like, no, there's someday I'm jumping out of bed and I'm going straight to my laptop and someone's handing me a coffee and I'm like, thank you very much. Like, and I don't talk to them for eight hours. You know, it's like, you have these moments and then you come back and you come together like it's 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 a dance of some days and especially being a female it's like going with our hormonal cycles like we're not in our work mode the whole time like masculine can be mm. 14 hours a day every single day if we let them That's to be honest about him I literally I do like I love that about I the that. I'm like oh my god you are amazing and like my old insecure part would be like oh my, oh my god, god you're not making an end with me now I'm like this is so hot also you should go move your legs because you need to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you want to go ride a Make bike so. real quick?
1: Yeah. Well, it's so funny because I feel
0: like it comes back to the core desire of like a win for him is a win for me. Yes. And like, we didn't have that in the beginning, like 1.0 of our relationship. And I feel like that's really common. Like in the 1.0, so to give context, Nolan and I, my partner right now, we were together for about two and a quarter years, let's say, broke up for a year. And now we've been together for like, holy flop, like a year and a half, maybe almost two years. We don't really keep, we don't even know our anniversary. We're, here, we're just like, I <laughs> like you, we're here. Um, so in our 1.0 relationship though, I was totally triggered by if he was like working more, you know, or like, like, I felt like I need to like keep up because we didn't have the deepening of commitment where it's like a win for you is a win for me. We're still kind of like on our own tracks in life, not necessarily seeing the full picture, That was on me, I'm not gonna speak for his experience because I think he's always felt that a win for me is a win for him and it's beautiful. Scorpio loyalty, we love Uh him. But now it's like there's the deepening where we're actually working together where it's like a win for him, it's totally a win for me and a win for me is totally a win for him because we're in it together. And Mm -hmm. there's a sense of like maturity and unity that most of the time I feel like isn't always there, especially in dating. You
1: know, and in the earlier stages. Well, because you want but everyone's having... attention. You want all this kind of stuff. Again, going back to. A... When you truly know yourself and circling it back to confidence, it's like, you're not challenged if someone doesn't text you every single day. Like this whole fucking notion of like, if he, when he, it, it, he doesn't text me every single morning saying good morning. And like, we see this I'm all like, over. Please screen, don't. Instagram. Literally. I'm like someone that has, I'm usually getting the ick for you. Let's be freaking honest. Oh yeah. You're like, I'm like, like, don't text me. Like I've got shit in my life. I have shit for you. I can't text you all day. And also if you're texting all day, I all, I all of a sudden what can are see you, doing? you are not in your, yeah. Why do you have so much time to text me all day? I don't Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Like, I hope your hands are like in something. Like, something. On like, your phone. It's so funny because, like, I can think back to you how many times when I was dating other people, where I'm like, why don't they talk to me all day? Like, what are they, blah, blah, blah. Like, the insecure version of me, where now, like, this version, I'm like, why are you talking to me all day? <laughs> it's like, don't you have things to do? Like, what are you doing? It's so true. And, it's like, and, like, and it's not even an everyday thing. To be completely honest with you, in dating, like, it's just, I don't. Want to talk to you every day? Let me have some mystery. And that yeah. truly does come from your confidence, your regulation, you knowing yourself yeah. because you're not like, oh, he's out doing whatever and he's going to forget I exist or fucking other bitches and whatever. And it's like, yeah, he may be, but also that's not your person. If that's what they're doing. It's like, so why are you wearing your freaking cotton socks about these things? Like, it's like be in your life. Be in your why, life. Why? you are actually in alignment with your life and in your purpose, your brain, it might go there for a second because I know a lot of people that listen to this podcast anxious attachments like that's the thing you're working through so your brain's going to go there my brain will sometimes go there and then I'm like we should go do something like we like this is not a useful thought pattern at all let's go actually get into our purpose and like find our confidence and take ourselves out because not that I don't I do need a man I will never say the phrase I don't need no man but like I definitely do we we love men but I don't need you texting me every day. I don't need to feel good about myself because you texted me good morning. Like, that's not what gives me confidence. It's cute when I get them when someone texts me, go, wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. I'm like, what do you want? Like, <laughs> Somebody's texting you, wakey, wakey,
0: eggs and bakey. <laughs> I'm just going to wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. And I'm just
1: like, I literally looked at my phone and I just went, what do you want? <laughs> but also, it made me laugh so hard. So I was like, That's guys. hilarious it's not that's the one so that gets me the egg. it's the other guy so we're okay yeah it. but it's also it's funny because he doesn't text me every day it's not a thing it's just it's funny like i'm like what the mystery keep the mystery yeah, alive. Keep the mystery alive like and that i mean I even, think you can only allow mystery when you are secure in yourself like when you truly can date from in it same with business like when someone goes away for a little bit it's like i trust you you're a fucking adult whether you want to come to this or not it's like i don't need to be in your face every fucking day i don't need to be like blowing up your phone like did you did you send the payment we actually talked about this with someone you were did you send the payment yes. da, 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 da. and you're like actually i'm not gonna fucking work with you because i, I can't stop checking in on me like it's the same fucking thing you're checking like, you're I it is totally the same thing it's the it's same totally like, get me me have the mystery let me know myself so well i'll come to the terms if i want to see you or not like isn't it fun to me that's more
0: fun of like i love like even in business i love knowing that there are people out in the ethers that we've had conversations before and maybe they didn't follow up maybe they didn't have this i'm like but at any given point it could drop in like at any given point that happens you know and like i feel like i've noticed this even living with a partner where it's like if we are constantly—he's like a door over <laughs> the feminine urge to just constantly distract, just be myself like myself and him <laughs> all the time, so strong. But if I have like a solid plan, know what I'm doing every single day, like that doesn't happen, you know, because I'm in my life and it's like go fill your life up with something. But I notice that, and I honestly just lost my train of thought.
1: But I notice that. <laughs> I don't remember. The part of if you're not being in your purpose, you're just gonna wanna yes, fucking it's act. way easier. It's way easier to distract. And it's like that's where it's like having
0: for to me, it's like having that concrete understanding of what your purpose is and a plan for actually carrying it out in the world. I promise you, you're gonna become way more independent, way more confident within yourself and be able to actually look at yourself and be like, I fucking love who you are. I love the work that you do no matter what. You know, no matter what. And that. That to me is
1: confidence. That in The end. Like, subscribe, review, woo! Like, join yeah. our YouTube channel. And subscribe for fashion oh, advice. Follow <laughs> <of> our LTK. <laughs>
0: I just set up an LTK. I just
1: set up an Amazon storefront.
0: <laughs> but a hint, most of my clothes are from Newly. She's also trying. I to don't keep have all a link. Things. There's on. no link for
1: newly. I should get a sponsorship link. Anyways, guys, that was our chat on confidence. That was the worst closing we've probably ever done. <laughs> <laughs> just like, okay, go cool, bye.
0: Like, all of it comes. We'll okay. Feel like we could we talk want... about this. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> 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 we got ourselves going. We Let's go meet with Nolan's colleagues and just be on another level. You're gonna be on it. No, I feel like we could talk about confidence all day, every day, especially because you and I feel like have that similar experience where it's like people are like, oh yeah, it's easy. It must be easy for you. But it's not the case. You know, it's not always like that. And it hasn't always been that way. And there are
1: so many little little things daily products. practice why do you think yeah. i threw myself literally jumped off the cliff sold everything i own and moved to a place where i know absolutely no one not because i'm the most confident person in the world i was like this is gonna be a test for where we're going next like this is stuff has been it's on the phone like- and i'm like i think i'm dying like I'm, what this is too far for me this is, I'm gonna say, this is too far <laughs> And now I'm like, oh, within two weeks, we have a wine bar we walk into. Everyone knows you, you have these great dates. Like, you've been here two weeks. Like, yeah. it is those things you stretch the muscle. Like confidence, and that's what I want people to get from all of the story and all the kind of things. Is like, it is necessary. True confidence, because people can smell insecurity from a mile away. If you need these accolades and you need these things, if you're gonna get to a space where you're exhausted and you're probably already there because you're like, nothing is hitting or I'm seeing my money spike and drop, or I'm dating these emotionally unavailable partners. Like All of these things are are all interconnected to your self-worth and your confidence. And if you haven't actually alchemized that to step into it, we're going to keep seeing these waves. And that's what I really wanted to bring from this conversation is like, the truth of it is it's not easy. It's a daily practice and it's built over time. And it comes from you truly knowing yourself. And from there, that's when you're met with the relationships, whether that's business or romantic or friendships, where people are like, oh my God, you're like a safe place to land because you know yourself. And I feel safe with you because your nervous system is now going to co-regulate my nervous system and you're going to be a mirror to what I want in this world. And I really think that conversation needs to be had way more because it's not a five-step formula of how to do things. It's like, come home to yourself at the end of the day and you'll find exactly what you're looking for so your homework for this episode, yeah go do something great whatever makes you feel confident in knowing yourself take yourself on a I date something great go take yourself something... on a date get yourself all cute go to my amazon storefront page if you feel don't know good? what to wear <laughs> look good i feel good and uh we'll see things. you on the next episode see you in the next episode also y'all take those sexy little thumbs of you because a lot of you are listening and downloading and all the kind of things and not subscribing and that's not helpful to anyone and we send new episodes every single monday and also i don't ask much of you oh my god it's too right now i don't ask much of you but it really does help out podcast and anyone when you subscribe. So go do that for yourself because you obviously listen to this because it's awesome. And two, because it helps me out and I'm asking a favor of you. So thanks. I love you. Love you.
0: Bye. All right, my loves. That is a podcast episode that we have for you all today. I hope that something has deeply resonated with you. You got to see a whole different side of our goofy, silly, funny selves. So I hope that something has sunk in for you today and if it has feel free to send this to somebody who you absolutely adore who you feel like might resonate with this podcast as well because our intention with everything is to continue up leveling the world so that we can all rise together if you desire to connect deeper with miss laura patricia martin her instagram will be linked in the show notes below this episode at it's laura patricia martin and i cannot wait to see you on the next episode